Are you ready to build a life full of freedom, impact, and legacy? Here I share all the things to get your mindset right to show up as your best self in your everyday and in your online business. Grab your favorite snack and let's build your blueprint. This is the Inspire Blueprint Podcast with Tatiana Muse. Let's go. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to this episode. We are in the midst of what is one of the happiest times of year, or it should be the happiest time of year. But for many of us, it may not be. There may be just different events and things going on in our lives that are causing it to be the opposite. And I wanted to just really get real on this episode because just in light of some things that happened actually yesterday, just as a trigger warning, this episode is talking a bit about um, the recent events with DJ Twitch. So just of people taking their life as well as there's going to be some talk about anxiety, depression, um, just the different fears that come with postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, uh, fear of dying and panic attacks. So I wanted to just get that out of the way to make sure if any of those things are triggers for you, there is some tears in this episode as well. So just want to throw that out there. If it's anything that might make you feel uncomfortable, this may be an episode you may want to skip. All right, let's get into it. I just wanted to share a bit of my own personal story as far as anxiety goes and just get real with you all because I feel like one thing we always see when these stories come out, whether it be people that are well known within the public or if it happens to be someone you know in your personal life that is just battling with things that is just causing them to feel like they no longer want to fight through it and to just end it you know and it's a very serious topic of course and I know that it's just as I was thinking about this so so let's backtrack just a little bit when I was planning out this podcast over the summer all of the ideas of what I wanted to talk about in the episodes one of the topics was me just talking about dealing with anxiety my story with it and I kept thinking like oh maybe I won't really talk about that and so it kept being on my heart and then I would just put it off and I'm like yeah I don't know you know maybe next season and then when the news broke about that yesterday and just the fact that this is something that is just so serious, I just felt like I wanted to discuss it from my own point of view, in my own story, and just also to give that extra motivation to anyone that follows me on my platforms. I feel like I do keep it pretty real and I've shared before that I deal with anxiety, but I wanted to just open up a bit more on this episode and just kind of share my heart. First of all, I just want to say, for anyone that might be listening to this, that my heart is with you. I am praying for you if you are dealing with a difficult time, if things have not been going well, if you're dealing with anxiety, feeling overwhelmed with life, if you're feeling depression, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like things just are not going the way that you expected them to. I see you. I understand you. I We all go through our own personal struggles. And one of the things that's always so crazy about these happenings, I guess, is just that we never know what people are dealing with, of course, but sometimes it can be very easy for us to just assume 
that this person is extremely happy and that they will get through anything. And I was actually reading through, her name is Emily Dela Cruz on Instagram. She had a little feed that she had put up on her stories. And she was basically just sharing about how when someone is dealing with depression or anxiety, a lot of times they tend to go inward, meaning that they may not be as available to you as they typically would. And sometimes that can be a little bit of a turnoff for people. And instead of it being like, oh, check on your strong friend, show up for them. Instead, it's like you shy away from that person because they're acting different or because they're not showing up for you or, you know, because they don't want to come and hang out or they don't want to talk. It's almost kind of like it's backwards in a way you know we want to show up for people and be there for them when they're dealing with things but a lot of times it's hard to be there for them because it means that you have to shift away from your normal dynamic with them and really be willing to understand that okay this person is not going to be able to be there for me in this capacity they're not going to be able to show up for this friendship or this relationship in this way because they're going through this thing and so being there for someone really means the understanding of that and to not leave them alone to not let them feel like you just gave up on them but to really try to meet them where they are and just continue to check on people even when you feel like they are checking out, if that makes sense. And so I'm gonna talk a little bit about this because this is definitely something I can attest to, um, especially just since becoming a mom, I have just on and off dealt with a lot of heavy anxiety, depression, um, and just different things like that. I've never gotten to a point where I wanted to take my own life or anything like that but I can definitely understand just the different pressures that people are under and how it can become a lot and I can definitely speak from that so yeah the news broke yesterday as I'm recording this about DJ Twitch and I just instantly went to that whole dynamic of like oh my gosh you know his life he seems so happy he's such a light and so encouraging to so many people and um, just reading some of the articles about all of the different things he did and just the different things people had to say about him that actually knew him. And then of course, my mind shifted automatically to his wife and his three children. And oh my goodness, I just, my heart just breaks for them so much. Having children is just one of those things that it adds so much to your life in a way of both amazing things, but also a lot of, I wouldn't say negative things, but just some things that can come up that can make life hard. And that's really where I guess my story begins is I've always been a worrier, honestly, just since I was a little girl, I always just worried about different things. I always just jumped to the worst conclusion or thought the worst situation happened. I'm always that person like, you know, if one minute we texting and all of a sudden you just stop responding and then I'm assuming, oh my gosh, somebody abducted them or, you know, something happened to them. Like, it's crazy, y'all. Okay. My husband gets the most of it. And probably just the other day he was just like, um, basically I married a crazy woman, but it is just the way that I am. It's my makeup. I can't help it. And so when it's someone that I really care about, I just want to make sure that they're okay, you know? And I was very excited to become a mom, of course. 
And if you follow me, you guys can see my daughter is my world. I absolutely love that little girl so much. And I'm just so proud of her and all that she is doing at her little four-year-old age and all. But with becoming a mom, it was like the level of worrying for me went from what was probably maybe like a five or six to like a 20, y'all. And I definitely think that I dealt with postpartum anxiety I think I dealt with postpartum depression briefly, but it really lasted for a very small amount of time. Um, I know everybody has their own ways of how they feed their child. I do not judge people at all on how they do anything for their children because I feel like you know best for your child and your situation. But for me, I tried breastfeeding. It was something that I wanted to do. And when it didn't really work out for me, uh, my mom and grandmother happened to be here and I was literally depressed. Like I was crying all day long. I was just so sad. It was just crazy. And I felt like this just pressure and this weight. And as soon as I decided that breastfeeding just wasn't going to be the route for our family, for me, it freed me from the depression that I was feeling. I think as you know, after you have a child, you just be real hormonal, y'all. And it just be a lot, especially she was my first child. And so I'm like, what am I doing? This is crazy and all of those things. And I still remember those days, those first couple of weeks. But then after I kind of got over that, you know, my mom left and then my grandmother left, they went back and it was just me and her here every day together. And I got used to that, me always being with her and being able to see exactly what was happening happening with her at all times. And so anytime that I would leave, I would freak out. And if my husband wasn't answering the phone, because I always checked in with them, you know, I might've been gone for maybe like half hour and I'd be like, hey, how's everything going? You guys good? And then if I didn't hear from him, I would like freak out and think something happened. And it got so bad to the point where I would be like crying in the car because he's not answering the phone. Um, and you know, my husband just be real chill, like his phone might have died and he's not even thinking anything of it. You know, it's like whatever, he's just happy that I'm getting a chance to get out of the house and breathe and get a break. And I'm just like, what are these folks doing? Right? So that happened um a lot. And then another thing that was really hard for me was also that I was dealing with this underlying fear of dying, y'all, like to the max. Um I don't know. It's just, I think once you have a child, at least I can speak for myself, you now have this human that you are responsible for. And the thought of something happening to me and me not being there for her just really freaked me out. I mean, it still freaks me out, but I've worked through it a bit since then when it was really bad. And then we just kind of went through it. And so that was basically what went on for about a year, honestly, the first year of her life, it was the constant anxiety of wondering if something was going to happen to her or my husband or to me. And it just made it really hard for me to function from day to day for me to just enjoy myself and do different things. It's very debilitating in a lot of ways, you know, when you are super anxious and just worrying about all of these different things that you absolutely have no control over whatsoever. And then on top of just the regular things, I was also still trying to run my business and grow my YouTube and post and create products. And I, at the time I was doing my subscription box, so I was working on those boxes. So it was just a lot on my plate and just this feeling of like wanting to be able to do it all and be the best at everything and 
it was just a lot y'all so like i said it went on for a year and so let's fast forward to the end of 2019 um and this may be tmi but whatever y'all i'd like to share so i ended up getting on um the nuva ring just to kind of like not even really regulate anything but just to, you know, there's different reasons people get on birth control. And I hadn't been on birth control for quite a few years at that point. I think it had at least been maybe two or three years since I had been on birth control. And I was on birth control pretty much like my whole teenage life. And then um, I got the NuvaRing and I had never had that before. I always had did the pill and I started to just feel like weird when I was on it but I had only been on it for I think I got on it maybe like at the end of November so anyway 2020 comes okay it's January of 2020 I know it's a Friday night I don't remember the exact day but it was a Friday night and a lot of different things had happened that day I think it was a little bit of a rougher day with my daughter just you know having children and everything that's going to happen you're not always going to have amazing days honestly shoot my day yesterday with her was really rough it was a, definitely a hard mom day for sure but that was going on so I was already kind of like you know just woo, you know this was a rough day and then I met up with my friend Jaleesa who I've talked about many many times before um, on my different platforms a dear friend of mine she had me and a couple of other ladies that she knew we got together for I want to say it was like I don't even know if we got dinner but I know for sure we went to Flying Star Cafe if you're familiar with that if you are in the Albuquerque area or anything and we got that and I got a chai tea okay so you know chai has caffeine in it and I really didn't think anything of it I had kind of cut caffeine out because I noticed even when I would drink like coke I would have like heart palpitations and it would be like, I would feel like super jittery and I'm kind of like really small. So if you ever meet me in person, you'll see I'm really tiny. So I feel like things just affect me a lot quicker and a lot more severe than just like your average person. And so I like cut anything out that was caffeine. I stopped drinking coffee. I never really was a heavy coffee drinker to begin with, but I kind of cut that out. And so I really stuck to like matcha and then the occasional chai tea. And so anyway, I had that chai tea and then we were meeting up and she basically told us like, hey, we're going to be moving next year or not even next year. We're going to be moving later this year. And I was just like so shocked. I mean, literally, like I just couldn't believe she was moving, y'all. Like, OK, so that happened because if you're familiar with my story, I don't have a ton of friends here. I have my friend Hannah and then it was Jaleesa at the time. That was really the only people that I knew here. So when she said she was moving, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And she didn't live too far away from me. So I was just shocked. And so that happened. So then we, you know, we said our goodbyes and everything. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely hang out before you move and all of that. And then I get in the car. And so I'm in the car. And I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm like telling this or if you're kind of like, girl, just get to the point. But it's kind of hard to talk about these things because these this was a very scary moment in my life. So um, I get in the car, I'm driving home. The way our car is, 
it's weird y'all I almost never really drive at night too I've now I do but again that was all part of that anxiety I wasn't really driving at night because nighttime driving I don't have the best vision and I always just have like anxiety with driving that's another thing and I can share that in a little bit but I was driving home and I forgot to turn the lights on the car because when it's nighttime it doesn't just automatically come on for the way our car is you have to actually physically turn it on yourself but there's these like lights that are already on just but they're low lights and so I don't know I think I was just my mind was somewhere else I wasn't thinking so I'm driving and then all of a sudden I see some police behind me and so now my heart was already kind of like you know racing a little bit from like thinking about my friend leaving and just the day and then the police officer pulls me over and not even to get in all that stuff but all I will say is police and anxiety go hand in hand with me I don't think I have to explain that um I'm a person that I definitely don't have anything against police and I know that not all police are bad like I'm not a one-size-fits-all person but I think just again from that anxiety standpoint that worry standpoint my mind goes to the worst and so I'm like freaking out I'm like oh my gosh I'm not speeding like what's going on what's going on so they pull me over and I roll down the window I think I ended up calling my husband just to have him on the phone with me and the lady it's a lady that she gets out and she has like her flashlight and she's coming around and I'm like shaking y'all okay shaking so much I'm crying she was like hey your light turn on and I'm like oh gosh I'm like I'm sorry I'm like I'm still trying to get used to this I don't really drive at night very often and I turned it on and then that was it they left like that was literally it so I get home so now I'm home, I'm talking to my husband about everything that's going on. And then this is really TMI, so I'm not gonna like give too much, but long story short, I'll just say it was my time of the month. And it was just like, I don't wanna be like too where you're like, woo girl. But basically it was my time of the month and it almost seemed like I had like a clot that came out okay y'all I apologize but I'm trying to just get you to understand what all happened back to back to back so it was like basically like a clot came out um and I never experienced that before and I guess that's something I later learned that the NuvaRing can cause and I guess even just certain types of birth control and at this point I think I had only been on it for about two months I think it was my second month on it and so the clot really freaked me out like I'm not even gonna lie like I saw that and then I don't know what happened, but I went from just like telling my husband what was going on and then like trying to show him the clot to all of a sudden, I literally felt like I just was losing all control and I felt like I was about to die. Um, it was a panic attack, but at the time y'all, if you've ever had a panic attack, then you will understand what it feels like you feel like you are losing all control whatsoever there's nothing you can do about it and you just feel like everything is ending um it was just like I felt like my chest was so tight I really couldn't breathe and it just felt like everything was ending and I don't know how else to really explain it it was um it was the most scary experience that I've ever had um I ended up calling my mom and I was telling her that like I basically called her and told her that I was dying like y'all I was so scared and this was at like four in the morning for her because we're two hours behind when I called her 
<sighs> so the um, ambulance ended up coming. They got me. I'm sure my husband was freaking out. Um, I ended up getting there. They did all of my stats and everything. It ended up being a panic attack. And yeah. So before I even continue on, all I have to just say is, so when someone tells you that they have anxiety or if you can just sense that someone's overwhelmed, and I'm not even really speaking so much on depression, but it is a very real thing. Whether you feel like it's real or not, whether you feel like it's an easy fix or not, it's very real for that person. And in that moment, you couldn't have told me anything to make the situation better other than the fact that I was like, this is literally it. Like, it was so scary. And so eventually I was in the hospital and I calmed down. Um, I got some fluids in me and all of those different things. And so fast forward the next day, if you've ever had a panic attack before, um, at least my experience, because I ended up having a few of them after that. The next day, I felt so drained. It was like every part of my body was involved in that panic attack. And then the next day, I just felt like so exhausted i was feeling like numb in certain areas like you know almost like how your foot feels like it's falling asleep like that's how i was feeling in certain areas of my body it just it's not a good feeling so it ended up happening multiple times after that it happened one time when i was in the car it happened one time when i was in the store with my daughter and definitely the first one was the worst Everyone after that, I could feel it coming on. And then I would try to use the tools that I like looked at on YouTube or whatever to calm down like the five things, like five things you see, five things you smell, five things you hear. I tried to do those different things. And it was another time I was sitting on the couch with my husband and it started up. And a lot of times it would be like I would be thinking that I was getting ready to die. And then it would like come over me. And then I would be like, oh my gosh, my heart is racing. And then it just feels like you are losing all control. There was one time where I was writing a letter to my daughter because I felt like, like y'all, when I tell you anxiety and panic attacks and just these different mental things are so scary and they're so real. And I think you know that. Um, so it's not like I'm trying to convince you, but it's just more so to just share, like as someone, if you've been following me and listening to my story for a while, then you just, to get, an idea of what I have dealt with you know, behind the scenes. And so it was really scary. And it even got to the point where it would be like Friday nights, I would feel like I was going to have a panic attack just because it was a Friday night because it initially happened on a Friday. So then don't even add in the fact that it's 2020. And now here we are dealing with a full on pandemic. Okay. So now you're adding that in. I'm already scared of dying. Now this is going on. So it was just hot mess express okay i finally ended up getting a therapist i want to say it was probably sometime in april that i was just like okay i need to get help for multiple things for this fear of dying for this anxiety for these constant panic attacks like i can't be out in public with my daughter and this is going on and you know like it's very scary like i said it literally feels like you are losing all control and i know that only people that have ever experienced it will know what i'm saying but i wish it on no one because it is so scary. I ended up working with him. I got some cognitive um, behavior therapy. We did a little bit of EDMR. 
We talked through some childhood trauma things. We really pinpointed a lot about the fear of dying. And um, he was even into talking about faith if I was comfortable with it. So we talked about that. Long story short, I have not had any more panic attacks. Um, thank God. I have definitely had anxiety attacks still. Um, those do happen. I noticed that now a lot of them come from the car. Um, like even it could be if I'm driving or if my husband is driving, it comes from the car um, just because I'm always just like nervous someone's going to hit me. That's just been my thing more recently. And trying to work through that, my mom was actually in a really bad car accident earlier this year. Um, a really bad car accident, actually. Um, really grateful she's here. A lot of crying in this episode, sorry. Um, really grateful that she's still here and she made it out okay. And her car was total, but she is fine. But um, that added to my anxiety about the car. So it's just, that's been my thing. As well as just like, you know, just so many things going on with people and just crazy folks doing things and just trying to make sure I'm protecting my daughter, especially when me and her are out by ourselves. I'm just, can get a little paranoid, but I think it's healthy because I don't want to just be out there just oblivious to what's going on. So anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, but I just wanted to share with you all that this is something that I have experienced as a part of my story. And although I've learned to manage it in some ways, I've definitely learned about supplements to take. I've learned that, you know, if I'm going to do anything with caffeine, I need to make sure I'm drinking like two or three times as much water with it to make sure that my body can handle it. Um, I really try my best to manage my stress as much as I can and really just work on telling myself things that help me in the moment when I'm feeling like I'm about to have an anxiety attack. And I kind of, in my own mind, panic attack to me literally feels like I'm losing all control. It feels like I'm about to die. It is super scary. Anxiety attack, this is not like scientific. This is just me and my own brain, how I process it for how I feel. Anxiety attack, it's almost like it's a coming on like a panic attack but it never quite gets bad enough. Um, it'll just be, usually it feels like I'm feel jittery and I'll just be thinking about so many different things and my heart will kind of be racing a bit, but I feel more in control, but it just feels like I can't quite grasp one thing to focus on. And I tend to have those, um, especially around my time of the month, I've noticed that hormones and anxiety really go hand in hand for me. And so just to kind of wrap this episode up in a little bow for you all before I end it, we all have different battles and things that we are dealing with. And as me being someone that is an online presence, in a sense, um, you know, just trying to have a platform here, I'm sure that it is very easy to just look at someone from the outside and just look at from the things that they post. If you see my stuff, I'm a very encouraging person and I'm always there to root you on. And that is my assignment. That's what God has called me to do. But at the same time, those things that I'm rooting you on about and that I'm coming on positive and smiling and stuff, sometimes I'm dealing with a lot, you know, like life is really hard in all aspects, personal things, business things, internal things from childhood and to today, motherhood, that it just may reminds me, even though I'm definitely by no means like a mega youtuber or anything but it reminds me that the people that we follow online 
we really only get a small piece of what they're talking about. And I see this through my own life because, you know, I will get on and I will be encouraging. And of course, I'm saying everything that I'm saying is true. I believe it 100 percent. I want to see women win like all of those things are true. But I also know that I have this whole life that has nothing to do with me being on camera that I'm living through every day. And it's hard. It's hard. And I really just wanted to add to this conversation of just as much as we can is just let's lift each other up. There's so much going on in this world that already makes it difficult enough to just be. But then when you add all of the responsibilities and expectations that we as women have, whether you're a mom or not, and then the expectations we have of ourselves and those of what other people want from us, it's a lot. And whether it comes through the form of anxiety or it comes through the form of depression or shutting down and not being able to meet all your obligations, take care of yourself get in therapy even still I feel like therapy is a lot more talked about but even within the black community I feel like people still shy away from it because they still have those misconceptions about it but therapy y'all it is really so eye-opening it really helps you to work through the things that you don't even know you're battling with a lot of times because all you know is the person that you are today and you don't realize that the things you've experienced as a child is a direct reflection of your behaviors and your choices and the setbacks you're experiencing and the feelings you have around what you're doing and the lack thereof feeling like you're not enough and all of those things can stem back to that little girl that experienced something in her life. And it doesn't have to be this super traumatic thing, but our childhood shape, our childhoods shape us. And when you factor in as you get into adulthood and now you're taking on all of these different roles, in some cases, becoming a mom, trying to run a business, being online, which that in itself adds this level of like mini trauma in a way, because there's constantly things we're seeing and we're having to work past it and try to act like everything's okay. We deal with a lot in this day and age. And so give yourself the room to show up for you. Everyone around is important. They matter too. But if you are not together, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like you can't quite grasp something, you need to prioritize your mental wellness. You need to find a therapist. And it doesn't mean the first one is going to work. Um, I've had a few throughout my life. And finding that person that you can talk to, it doesn't always have to be someone in your personal life if you're not comfortable, but finding a professional to help you work through your traumas, your current day-to-day -day things you're dealing with. Like there is no problem too big or small that you cannot work through. And you are strong enough to get through the things that you're battling with. I know that we can't save everyone. And I know that some people, these things go in one ear and out of the other. But on those days when you just feel like you don't want to get up, you know, when you feel like the world is just too much to handle, you have too much on your plate, you feel overwhelmed, it's up to your ears and anxiety, just know that you are not alone. I am right there with you. 
I'm rooting for you. And I'm hoping that you give yourself the grace and the room to work on who you are so that you can deal with those things in a better way and even kind of shift it so that you can maybe put that focus on something else that's more positive, you know, just a positive outlet. I think that's why reading has really helped me a lot this year. It's been an escape for me in a lot of ways to kind of turn my mind off and just focus on someone else's story, someone else's relationship or just different things. Like it has really just added this extra peace to my life, like extra peace, but also like a feeling of peace that I just didn't expect getting into reading. And so whatever that is for you, I just think that when stories like this happen and they happen, I just feel way too often. It's always just a reminder, of course, to check in with those around us, but to check in with ourselves and just make sure that we are feeling good. Make sure that we are doing everything in our power to continue to be on a path to be better and to not set ourselves back and to not ignore the things that we know are underlying and bothering us. If we feel like we are this way, well, let's dig into why we are this way instead of just accepting it, instead of just thinking, well, this is just my life and I just have to deal with it even though I hate it or even though I am losing control, I feel like I don't have anyone. I know it's easier said than done and we all have our different things we're dealing with, but I wanted to just share that encouragement with you all. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for just continuing to support me in my journey of sharing. It is not easy trying to create an online presence. Um, it's honestly, it, it definitely has its moments and that in itself is enough to make anybody anxious. So I just appreciate you all for just keeping this such a positive platform for me and to feel comfortable to share and encourage because it's truly my life's mission and I'm just so grateful for it. I'll catch you all in the next episode. I'll also leave some resources in the show notes as well, just to have some things to encourage you and to just educate yourself on when it comes to anxiety and panic attacks and some of the things that I use to work through them myself. Like I mentioned, it's very scary whether it's happening to you or to someone you love. So definitely check out those resources. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Blueprint podcast. I hope it encouraged you in some way. If it did, please take a moment to leave a review and share your favorite moment. Lastly, come connect with me over on YouTube and Instagram at Tatiana Muse. Have an amazing day.